Hello and welcome to the Betches Sup Podcast. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And for those of you who are just tuning in, the Betches Sup Podcast is your weekly rundown of all the crazy shit that's happened in the news, explained by your two funniest friends. Which is us! Today we're talking about the GLAD Forum. Yes, and Ukraine. Yes, and the Climate March. Let's get into it. Betches Media presents. I like beer. I don't know if you do. Okay. Do you like beer, Senator, or not? Uh, my party is going bet crazy. Ah! You're the pop- Alternative facts. Oh, goodness. The Betches Sup Podcast. America! Hello, Brian. Hi, Elise. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. Good, good, good. You just good. podcasted before this. Yes, literally 10 seconds before we started. <laughs> you have to switch. Yeah. I've just switched my gay brain for my news gay brain. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the gay brain is always on a little bit. Everything, gay is first, and then the the next thing, whatever it is. So it's like gay soccer. Gay Gay news. Gay news. Gay sex. (laughs) 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 I'm sorry. I don't know why I went there. Um, Hey, uh, you're just being honest. Yeah. You got to be honest with the listeners. Isn't there like like something that says that like men think about sex like every odd second or something? Yeah, I thought... I, I th- I've heard that. There's I, some statistic that floats around yeah. about men thinking about sex. Whatever. I just made it more true. Brian. Yes. What's been getting you through this week in Trump's America? <laughs> well, on Friday, there was a GLAD presidential forum that covered uh, LGBTQ issues. Basically, all of the presidential candidates were there. Um, Bernie Sanders wasn't there because of scheduling for conflicts, which, you know, doesn't really rub me the wrong way because I know Bernie's like very pro yeah. LGBTQ. Like I'm, I'm not like her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but what's really cool is that they're even having this conversation. They're even mm-hmm. having this forum that is so specific. Um, and they, a lot of like really interesting things happened. And also just like the fact that mayor Pete is a presidential candidate still makes my heart warm. Yeah. Um, I feel like we don't, I feel like there was like a lot of shine on when he got into the race Mm -hmm. and everyone was like, oh, my God, he's the first gay candidate and then or openly gay candidate, I should say. And then (laughs) we don't we don't know. And then um, now he's been like doing consistently well. Yeah, he's still on that stage. He's doing really well. He's in a lot of people's like top three. He's He's raising a crazy amount of money. And I feel like it's it's almost like we don't talk mm-hmm. enough about how historic it is that he not yeah. only is just on the stage but like actually is doing well and is like a yeah. heavy hitter mm-hmm. in like a the serious race. Candidate. He's a, yeah, yeah exactly he's not just like a novelty candidate on the side where it's like oh that's fun but like they're pull they're polling at one percent and like they don't make it to the debates mayor pete is in this for the long haul yeah and just like seeing someone talk about lgbtq issues from a first person perspective is really like crazy to begin with like there's not even like i don't think there's like many openly gay senators or congress people i think we just like they're like martha mcsally is, yes. is bisexual? Yes. Or is it or Kirsten Cinema? Kirsten Cinema. Sorry. Yes. Both senators from Arizona, one definitely not openly <laughs> yeah. bi. Um, uh, Kirsten Cinema is, I think, the senator from Colorado. No, so there, yeah, there's another well. one too as well. Yeah. But still, it's like, you know, you want to hear pe- the people who are being affected talk about the issues. Yes. Like, he would be able to be fired from his job in other places if he was president he would still be able to be fired that is definitely true it's like 
in the past, if there had been an LGBTQ forum, it would have been straight people talking at gay people about the issues that yes. affect their community. Mm-hmm. And this, obviously, there was a lot of that, but there was an LGBTQ candidate on yeah. the stage who could speak from experience. Yeah. Um, Elizabeth Warren um, started off her speech by listing uh, the names of 18 trans women of color who were killed. So we have a quick clip we're going to play from that. Dana Martin, Jasmine Ware, Ashanti Carmen, Claire Legato, Malaysia Booker, Jalea Jamar. 18 trans women of color who have been killed so far this year. It is time for a president of the United States of America to say their names. So that was a really great moment. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, in light of like the trans military ban, it's basically the whole summit revolved around how each candidate would respond as president to the current administration's attacks on the LGBTQ rights. Um, and plans to like roll back healthcare for non-discrimination protections and access to shelters for trans people. Yeah. Cory Booker did well as, did well as well. He, mm-hmm. um, spoke clearly about the need for trans specific protections and his anti-lynching bill. He also brought up the fact that, um, 47% of black trans women will become incarcerated in their lifetimes. So yeah, someone who didn't do as super well was Joe Biden. He's a little, he kept, he kind of meshed up the LGBTQ acronym a little bit. Can Just practice it. I know. Just pra- I get, well, I get it. You don't understand the acronym. You're old and you want to make that same old joke about like, they keep adding letters, whatever. Yeah. Get it out of your system. Say all that stupid shit before you walk on stage. Practicing LGBTQ in a mirror. Just make a song. You yeah. come, come, like, if you can remember YMCA. You can remember LGBTQ. Yeah, that's very true, So Brian. we just need to come up with some fun song for S- Joe Biden. Slap that on a bumper sticker. Thank you. If you can remember YMCA, <laughs> you can remember LGBTQ. Yeah. So what was interesting is, so the forum was more like conversational. Like it was set up to be a conversation on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, he did not get that memo. He got on stage and when they started... They asked him a question. He like walked and started addressing the audience directly. Like he started like he stood up and started like walking around. <laughs> Everyone's like, no, let's sit down, man. This is a conversation, which is like just awkward. Um, he confused sexual orientation with gender identity at one point, which is a big no, no. Yeah. Um, uh, and then the moderator, Liz Lenz, um, he did not take too well to her questions she um, started asking about like his votes in favor of Don't Ask, Don't Tell and the Defense of Marriage Act, as well as his recent comments that current uh, Mike, Vice President Mike Pence was a decent man despite his longtime LGBTQ um, politics. So we actually have a clip from that as well. You have also praised Vice President Mike Pence as a decent guy. <laughs> um, You're a lovely person. That was to the moderator. Just asking the questions that people want to know. All right, fire away. That was fucking condescending. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just like, I, I just don't understand why he always balks at this. It's the same thing with him every, every time. Yes. Someone asks him about his record past votes that he's held in different time periods in his long career that maybe aren't up to where we are 
now in progressive mm-hmm. standards and he can never handle it. And I, I don't understand why that isn't his number one like focus uh-huh. in in like getting better. Like why he hasn't figured out this Rubik's Cube of just apologizing for past shit that he's done and well, said. Also, was he surprised by the question? Like, right? if you are doing an LGBTQ summit on LGBTQ issues and you have voted for anti-LGBTQ legislation, they're going to fucking ask you about right? it. Right? It's like, are you not expecting that? Yeah. It uh, doesn't... Apparently, he called her a sweetheart backstage. I don't know. I just like... it's. Oh, just, he called the moderator yeah. sweetheart? Cool. It's also it's just like this like he hasn't learned anything. Just you know what I mean? Like he calling Kamala Harris kid on stage, just like making these just like kind of derogatory comments that you don't even realize are derogatory. Yeah. Not like derogatory is not the right word. It's more like belittling, condescending. condescending. Belittling. Yeah. Just, just don't just call everyone by their fucking names. It's you just just be safe and don't call anyone honey. Don't call anyone sweetheart. Don't call anyone lovely. It's general. I, I don't hate Joe Biden. I actually like Joe Biden, the I know. person, and all of this stuff. But every time he comes out, I'm getting more and more concerned about his potential as the nominee because I just feel like I don't see him growing. I don't see him getting stronger. I see him weathering fairly good-natured attacks that he should be able to like anticipate, and he gets completely thrown off guard by that. He gets super pissed off flustered he can't answer a question and i'm like what are you gonna do when you're talking to donald trump who's full of nonsense like these these are things that you should be able to anticipate at an lgbtq forum like you said what are you gonna do when it's donald trump and he's like i don't know i don't know he's like you tried to buy the moon and i'm like what (laughs) like you're not gonna (laughs) yeah it's not gonna it does not bode well for him He's still um, leading in the primary. um, One poll did come out, a very prestigious Iowa poll that has Elizabeth Warren ahead of him in Iowa, Mm -hmm. which is crazy. That is crazy. And what's interesting about the way the Iowa caucuses work too, the Iowa primary, is it's the first one. If if your first choice does not get at least 15% of the vote, the caucus or whatever, the elector or whatever, whatever the word is, goes to the person you pick second because you always have to pick one and two. And Elizabeth Warren is more people's number two choice than like anyone else. Like, so as people get knocked out, she can get more and more votes because she's the number two. But she's still number one in the number ones. But then she's even higher in number twos. That's so interesting. Mm -hmm. So it's really good for her. She could definitely win Iowa. Yeah. Um, Elise, what's getting you through this week in Trump's America? Okay, I want to talk about the climate march, Yay, which was, was nice. on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't go and I'm mad at myself about it. I don't know why. I guess, <laughs> I don't know. I found like a couple gray hairs in my bang the other day <laughs> and like I'm, it really upset me. And I think I started to feel like I was like, oh, the climate march isn't for me. It's for the young people. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm not going to know their references. I'm not going to know. I haven't seen Euphoria. Like, I can't go to the climate march. Mm-hmm. Um, So I didn't go, but I am a big fan. Uh, Young people from over a thousand cities across 185 countries took off school and marched, which I loved. Mm -hmm. I made a list of just some like interesting countries that participated. So obviously the U.S., like there were a bunch of them across the U.S. We had them in New York. We had them in L.A., et cetera. Uh, Berlin, London, Melbourne, Cologne, Sao Paulo, Stockholm, Boston, Paris. The Paris one got interrupted by like... (laughs) 
I think there was like another crazy protest situation going on in Paris, mm. so it got kind of interrupted by like police violence, but that's uh, that's too bad. San Francisco, Denver, Amsterdam, Islamabad, mm. Istanbul, Tokyo, Cape Town, Delhi, Singapore, Karachi, Hong Kong, Rio, Bangkok, a place called Townsville, Australia, which I listed because Townsville is the name of the town where the Powerpuff Girls live. Oh, um, Fun fact. <laughs> I'm sure they would have marched. The Powerpuff Girls would <laughs> oh, have taken totally. off school to march. Totally. 100%. Johannesburg, Santiago, Chile, Baghdad, uh, Yangon in Myanmar, St. Petersburg, and Mumbai are just some of the cities that participated. And I just, I don't know. It was millions of people. And what I like about the global aspect of it is that, like, this is a global problem where we mm-hmm. do need people from every country marching and talking yeah. about it. So to see like that it's the youth of the entire world yeah. that are engaged made me feel good. Yeah. Um, 250,000 marched in NYC uh, and we were joined by Greta Thunberg, the teen climate mm-hmm. activist that we all have come to know and love unless you're conservative and you're dunking <laughs> on her on Twitter, which yeah. has already started. That was so bizarre. Um, it's truly crazy because she's so young looking and she's truly so childlike. She also has Asperger's, I yeah. believe. So I'm just like, literally, Dinesh D'Souza, who's a monster, tweeted a picture of Greta Thunberg next to a picture of like Nazi propaganda of like a girl with blonde hair and pigtails. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Nazis used to use girl, little girls like this for their agenda all the time. I'm like, this is a child on the spectrum who wants to like have a nicer earth yeah like you're a fucking what, monster so um what i love when she was speaking to congress there was some like republican um dude asking her questions being like well if china's not gonna do this why should the usa like cap their emissions like if china's not gonna do it and she responds to this she's like well obviously it's important for all everyone should be capping their emissions but your argument right now is what we what the conservatives in sweden used to me they say mm-hmm. If the USA isn't going to do this, then why should Sweden? So I thought that you should know that. I was like, wow. It's like, damn. 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 Fuck you, asshole. Yeah. Um, So, uh, but the, I thought, I thought that she had organized the march, but it was actually organized by a group, which I'm, I'm sure she's involved with on some level uh, called the globe. It's a global youth climate group called Fridays for Future. Mm-hmm. And they encourage people to walk out on Fridays for climate change. And I'm honestly like, I cannot think of a smarter move for a movement mm-hmm. than to be like, hey, kids, skip school. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would have been I mean, I was like an annoying marcher already in uh, in my youth days, but I would have been out. So hard. I was texting my high school friends when we were all laughing about how annoying we would have been at the climate <laughs> march because we were always like going to like Iraq war protests yeah. and being like, eh, <laughs> like yeah, Bush. Yeah. yeah. And so we would have we would have been insufferable. Um, but my favorite thing about the climate march is that the kids, the youths brought it with the signs. They had very funny signs. I wrote down a couple that I really liked. Um, one, we took hot girl summer too far. Which I think <laughs> is very funny. Uh, I was hoping for a cooler death. Nice. Is very funny. Save the earth. It's the only planet with cats. That is true. That, yeah. That's funny and true. That is funny and true. Unless, I mean, I guess if we go farther enough out, do we really know that? It's I, the only planet nearby with that's cats. That's true. For they sure. should have, they should have added an addendum to yes. that. Yes. Frack off grass holes. I really like. <laughs> or, or, hold on. Frack off gas holes. There yeah. we go. It's hard to say. But yeah. if you read it, it's very funny. And, and mm-hmm. frack off gas holes is funny. And then my favorite. This one went 
very viral. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's girlfriends deserve a future. (laughs) 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 Which I think is very funny. That is funny. He's never dated someone older than 25. What? Yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That is... One time I saw like a very beautiful graph that someone made that just showed like his age getting older and all of his girlfriend's ages staying the exact (laughs) same. (laughs) I was like, God damn. Well, I mean... I would date Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, yeah. But I'm way too old. I'm too old now. I'm too old. If I was still 24, I would have done it in a heartbeat. And I I applaud all of those young women. Yes. As long as they're over 18, applaud. I just realized that my sister only has one year to date Leonardo DiCaprio. (laughs) You better tell her to get on I know. I need to. I'm sorry. I have to go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So tweet us and tell us how many years you have to date Leonardo DiCaprio. (laughs) On the DiCaprio Index, where do you fall? I'm dead on the DiCaprio (laughs) Index. I've been dead for four years. Uh, Should we get into the main news? Mm -hmm. It's so newsy. I know. Um, Do you want to go over like the timeline first? Yes. Okay. I thank you. All right. We're going to talk about what's been going on with Trump and the Ukraine and Mm -hmm. this whistleblower complaint. Uh, And, you know, as I'm going through this timeline, you might feel some deja vu. You might feel like, huh. Has he done this exact thing before, Uh you know? Uh, Okay, so to go over everything that's been happening, earlier this month, reports started coming out about a whistleblower complaint that Capitol Hill was struggling to get their hands on. Uh, Basically, what happened is, uh, as the Washington Post reported last Wednesday, someone within the intelligence community filed a whistleblower complaint, Mm -hmm. which basically, like, there are systems that are set in place in our government that you should be able to, like, sound the alarm about government malfeasance without having repercussions. Uh, So they went through, like, whatever they had to do process to file this complaint. The complaint made made it to the uh, Intelligence Community Inspector General, the Mm -hmm. ICIG. And this guy found it to be credible. But then when he went to figure out if he could pass it along to Congress, who he's supposed to report all this stuff to Congress, he got stopped up because they've never actually had to use this for a direct complaint against the President of the United States before. So he was not sure... Basically, he was like, I think this involves potentially privileged information because remember, the president has executive privilege. Yes. Uh, this department this that he comes from, the intelligence community, is within the executive branch. So technically, he reports to the president. All of this stuff. So he goes to the Justice Department, Bill mm-hmm. Barr's Justice Department. Mm-hmm. And what do you know? They tell him he cannot tell Congress about the complaint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Bill Barr does Trump's bidding in this instance. So then... As this is going on, the Washington Post has now reported that we know about the complaint. Then it comes out, okay, the complaint involves Ukraine. Yeah, so con- did Congress not really find out until way into the Washington Post released this? So I think that Adam Schiff was aware of the complaint. Like, I, my understanding is that Congress was aware of the complaint, but they actually have not been able to get their hands on it, and they mm-hmm. cannot see what... We, we have information about the complaint, but no one has actually seen it outside of like these people that are in the intelligence community and the Justice Department. Yes. So it's like that's why there's so little like specific information about what's going on. I yeah. do think Congress knew about it before us, but they have not been able to get their hands on the actual complaint. So two things that have been going on with the Ukraine is that Ukraine is fighting Russian backed separatists. Remember, there's like 
Yes. Tension between Russia and Ukraine and all of that stuff. Russia, Russia annex Crimea. Yes. Yeah. Russia basically wants Ukraine entirely. Yeah. Ukraine does not want to be part of Russia. Yeah. And the Trump administration has been low-key withholding this $250 million aid package that we were supposed to give to which, Ukraine. Which was congressionally allocated. Yes. And it was supposed to help them fight to stay independent from Russia. Mm -hmm. For some reason that we couldn't possibly explain, Trump is not willing to help the Ukraine against Russia mm -hmm. or hasn't been so far. Yes. Also simultaneous to that, Trump and the Republicans and Rudy Giuliani have been amping up this attack on Joe Biden that they are saying that while Joe Biden was vice president, that he got a prosecutor in the Ukraine fired and then installed a new prosecutor because that prosecutor was going after a Ukrainian energy company that Hunter Biden is on the board of. Yes, that was paying Hunter Biden. Yes, so that energy company, Hunter Biden's on the board. They were investigated for some kind of malfeasance of some kind. I've used the word malfeasance twice in this Wow, podcast. you're and so smart. I know. <laughs> SATs, hello. Okay. <laughs> Ding dong, yeah. SATs. So um, the company was under investigation, but this prosecutor got fired. According to the New York Times, there's no evidence to back up these claims, and Joe Biden was actually a part of many world leaders and organizations that called for this prosecutor to be removed. So yeah. I guess a lot of people wanted this prosecutor out. Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure why. Then we learn that on July 25th, Trump has a phone call with the Ukrainian president, Volodymyr Zelensky. The guy who recently won, he was a former comedian who played a president of Ukraine. Is that him? I yeah. forgot about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Another fun fact about Hunter Biden that we're still on him that our intern uh, reminded mm -hmm. me of was that, remember, he started dating the widow of his brother? Yes. Which is common. That's yeah. actually a common thing, like, which is crazy. Yeah, Bo Biden died and he's. And then they started, they got together. Wild. Anyways, yeah. A wild world. Let's investigate that. <laughs> I, feel like I find that a lot more interesting yeah. than this Ukrainian yeah. energy company. I would love to think, to know more about that. Okay. Um, so on the 25th, Trump calls Ukrainian president, former comedian, <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Volodymyr Zelensky of Ukraine and apparently on eight different occasions asked him to investigate Joe Biden and share his findings with Rudy Giuliani. Why we would still trust Rudy Giuliani with any sensitive or I important information, I can't even begin. Well, speaking of Rudy Giuliani. Yes. So this whole thing is happening. There is no confirmation that this is what had happened. There is no confirmation at this point that Rudy Giuliani was asking to pressure to get dirt. You know what I mean? No, like we had all, there were all these drips of information. Uh -huh. It was like, it's probably due to the Ukraine. And then people started putting two and two together while Trump's been doing this attack on Biden about the Ukraine. Yes. So what's that about? And then Rudy Giuliani, <laughs> the blessed man that he is, yes. goes on Chris Cuomo. How many stories like, is the big turning point of the story is, and then Rudy Giuliani goes on TV. It's <laughs> literally like, there. What, what was it? It was like, he said like, yeah, we colluded, but who cares? Oh like, yeah. There, that was like a big one. It's truly anytime he goes on TV, they're like, and then Rudy Giuliani goes on TV and admits to the crime wholesale. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, so what? What are you gonna do about it? Okay, here it is. Here's the clip from Giuliani. And so you did ask Ukraine to look into Joe Biden. Of course I did. You just said you didn't. 
No, I didn't ask him to look into Joe Biden. I asked him to look into the allegations that related to my client, which tangentially involved Joe Biden in a massive bribery scheme, Rudy. not unlike Rudy. what he did in China. Rudy, you explain to me how the kid got one point five billion dollars. I have no problem Joe with Biden you launching allegations, but just be careful about what you say. I asked you, did I you am ask Ukraine to look at Joe Biden? You said no. Then I you went on ask- to say that you did. No, I didn't say that. What I said was this. I asked them to investigate the allegations that relate to the false charges against the president of the United States. Those allegations tangentially involve Biden. So your answer should have been yes. Let me finish, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Let me finish. So basically just admitting, you know, that he was trying to get the Ukraine to investigate Joe Biden. But then in the same sentence being like, no, I didn't. Yeah. But also it's so it's so. To kind of like put a bow on it. Yes. Trump was withholding congressionally uh, approved funds that would aid Ukraine in exchange for them to make up dirt or pull up dirt or actually investigate, prosecute Joe Biden's son in Ukraine. Yes, that's what it. That's what it looks That's like what it happened. Looks like. We don't have any indication at this point that Trump actually mentioned the money. But remember what we learned from Michael Cohen is mm-hmm. that Trump doesn't directly ask for or say anything. Well, what we also learned from Trump, the man himself, yes. at, at, at a gaggle in front of the helicopter yes. um, over the weekend was that it was mostly congratulatory, but I said we should do stuff about the cor- the corruption. The corruption was the problem, and that also kind of means Vice President and his son, Hunter Biden. And it's like, you just admitted it again. Yeah, he literally went out on Sunday and was like, yeah, I talked to Ukraine about Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Um, the big component now, I mean, first of all, it's impeachable already to do the thing that he just admitted on TV mm-hmm. that he did. But it seems like what, because Democrats are always dragging their feet on this and that. So now they're going to drag their feet to find out if exactly, you know, this, like they always have stupid criteria. So it's like, now it's like, okay, well, do we know exactly that he, a- that he offered the money? Yeah. And if he didn't exactly offer the money, then like, who knows what they're going to do, but it's just like, that's not how he operates. That's not what he does. So some other responses. So Adam Schiff was on CNN. He says he's been very, I've been very reluctant to go down the path of impeachment, but if the president is essentially withholding military aid at the same time, he is trying to browbeat a foreign leader into doing something illicit, providing dirt on his opponent during a presidential campaign, then that may be the only remedy that is co-equal to the evil that the conduct represents. That being impeachment, that being impeachment. Um, which is a, a, a shift from Adam Schiff. Yeah. A shift shift. <laughs> a shift shift. <laughs> um, little Adam shit. Um, uh, Nancy Pelosi um, warned that this is a, a, a new level of investigation if this is true. They're trying to get the transcripts between of the call. Yeah, basically she's saying that they have to turn everything over by Thursday or we're really going to do something this time. Or we're really going to, yeah, we're going we're gonna to wag gonna, our finger at you. She was like, or there will be an escalation. And I'm like, Nancy. Just do something. Do it. There's so many Just things. Just do it. Just like investigate the emoluments. So AOC tweeted something that I thought was very poignant on this. She said, um, at this point, the bigger the national scandal isn't the president's lawbreaking behavior. It is the Democrat Party's refusal to impeach him for it. Because if 
laws aren't just laws. People need to enforce the law. Yes. They are, have been elected to enforce the law, the Constitution. It is their con- constitutional duty to enforce the law, which is yes. to impeach the motherfucker. And this is also an exact example of why impeachment exists because he's literally doing exactly the same fucking thing mm-hmm. that he almost got impeached for before that he should have been impeached for many, many months ago to over a year ago. Like as soon as the Mueller report came out, he yeah. should have been working on that. But yeah. anyway, now he's doing it again. Why? Because why wouldn't he do it again? He yeah. did it one time and a whole report came out about it and everybody knew that he did it and he got away with it and it yeah. was perfectly fine. So why the fuck wouldn't he call the president of Ukraine exactly. and just try to do the exact same and thing? And now that he's president, he's actually like able to promise things. Exactly. Because before they were just saying, oh, you know, quid pro quo, we'll look into adoptions for you. Yeah. Like we'll, we'll remove sanctions. We will do these things. Now he's able to withhold aid to a country and then release it when they do what he wants, which is like if he makes it known that that's his strategy, mm-hmm. like that's how he's going to deal with all sorts of countries. And he doesn't have to actually ask for a quid pro quo. He can just withhold aid. And then that country knows that if once he asks them for something, mm-hmm. he'll give the aid if they do what he wants. Yeah. So other- which I'm sure was implied in whatever he said. Yeah. To Vladimir Zelensky. Yeah. So some Republicans, Mitt Romney came out and said that it is critical for the facts to come out. If so the pre- brave. I know. If the president asked or pressured Ukraine's president to investigate his political rival, either directly or through his personal attorney, it would be troubling in the extreme. Okay. That's not really saying much. Yeah. Um, Lindsey Graham has come out and said he thought it would be better if Trump stepped forward and shared more info. So <laughs> even that is like kind of like wow Lindsey Graham said something like not even like being I like know. this is bullshit I know but, but tomorrow he'll be like Ukraine that's not a country I've never heard of that what yeah. are you talking about Trump's my best um, friend Steve Mnuchin was on Jake Tapper and he was basically asked about uh, if Ob- if Obama had done this what do you think would have happened like you know what I mean if, yeah. um, we actually have a clip from that I want to um, I'll play that clip real quick well, I don't understand. So it's okay for Donald Trump Jr. and Eric Trump to do business all over the world. It's okay for Ivanka Trump to have copyrights approved all over the world while President Trump is president. But while Vice President Biden was vice president, his son shouldn't have been able to do business dealings. Uh, again, I, 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 don't, I don't really want to go into more of these details. Like, again, as soon as you ask me a hard question, I, I will disappear. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like when you present someone so someone's hypocrisy to them in such like an easy way it's they don't know what to do yeah he was just like i i can't answer i'm i'm gonna go home to my scary wife yeah (laughs) so i mean this seems like a story that's gonna be around for a while um especially like if you know biden does end up being the democratic nominee yeah it's gonna be the we're gonna be talking about this fucking thing till november well they're all yeah they're already gearing up this is the new hillary's emails yeah. it's obvious it's the same playbook so if mm-hmm. biden does become the nominee that that's what we're in for and uh his track record of answering hard questions <laughs> yeah for itself so um, that is troubling uh, uh it's also crazy because i feel like I feel I felt like I was like the impeachment moment is passed. They're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. And now they've been handed this like golden goose. And it's like you are you you have to do it. It just because also yeah. like launching the inquiry is not impeaching him. Launch no. the inquiry. Just be like we're doing it. It's also it's like Nancy Pelosi keeps being like we don't have the votes. You can get the fucking votes. Nancy. Yes. 
um, it's going to hurt us winning. It's going to hurt our chances of winning in 2020. I don't think that's true. Yeah, there, I don't think you actually know that. Because, you know, I, if a right le- or, or a left-leaning independent or a Republican who voted for Trump, and like, I don't think they're going to be like, well, they were mean to President Trump by trying to impeach him. So I don't know about that. It's like, no, you guys won the midterms because it was a referendum on Trump. We needed someone to check this motherfucker. Yeah. Check him. Check him. That's, Hard. That's why you're here. That's why you're there. And like, if Nancy Pelosi fucking pivots again or, you know, stonewalls or whatever on this, someone someone should look into primarying that, the lady out. Like, she's a great speaker. I'm she's so done so much. I'm so with like how, like, how she's been handling this because it's crazy. She literally wants, she like won't move forward unless there's 100% bipartisan support for impeachment. It's like, girl, you're never going to get it. And also part of the impeachment inquiry is building that Mm -hmm. support by, by inquiring. Bill Clinton was impeached over lying about a blowjob. Yes. That's fucking ridiculous. Even the fucking, even Watergate looks like, nothing compared to what president Trump has done. It's more depressing to me that they're not doing anything than a lot of the things that he does, because it's like we, I thought you were there to be the actual functioning government, but you're not doing, you're not functioning. I do just also feel like such deja vu listening to the story. I'm like, I can't believe we're doing this again. And Mm -hmm. this race is going to be a total like 2016 do over. And I don't know. I just keep thinking about how like in the matrix, anytime you have deja vu, it's because like there's a glitch and they've changed something. And I'm just like, what if they changed? Like, why is this happening again? Should we get into one more thing? Yeah. Um, The UN climate summit takes place today in New York city. So don't take any cabs anywhere because the traffic's (laughs) going to be really bad if you're in the city. Um, Um, Yeah. It's coinciding with the UN general assembly. Um, the goal of the summit is really to push world leaders to make the biggest promises under the Paris Agreement of 2015. 2020 is the first deadline for countries to reconsider the promises they made and decide if it's enough. We have, as you know, backed out of yeah. the backed out of it. Um, yeah, so we're like nowhere near where we were supposed yeah. to be. Um, but some countries are looking like they're going to make more aggressive promises. France, European countries, etc. And and what's also interesting is that China and India had initially gone in and set like pretty limited targets. Like they were, they were like not that interested in uh, getting aggressive with it, but they have expressed some interest in expanding, which is huge because China is a big polluter. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, the U S uh, has moved to allow greater emissions from power plants, vehicles and oil and gas operations. Yep. They just recently, um, took away California's law, but regulated their own emissions, which yes. is like, just why? Um, have you ever been to LA? The, the smog is fucking unbearable. Um, and yeah, we are not on track to meet our commitments under the Paris Agreement. And um, then Brazil has also, I mean, we know Brazil has a mini Trump in power who's literally burning down the Amazon. So mm-hmm. they're not really looking to make any bigger commitments. And then Russia also does not give two shits about it. Yeah. Um, Pr- apparently the president wasn't even scheduled to attend, but then randomly showed up on Monday. So that's fun. I bet it was because he got dinged for not going to the one at the G7. Mm. Everyone was like, and like literally on the heels of like a million people marching, he was probably like, Ugh, okay, I have to go and listen yeah. to this fake I love that it's issue. cool to march now, so that'll yeah. help with the young boats. I know, I do think like, I, I do think it's awesome that like, it seems like activism is a really big part of the Gen Z identity and mm-hmm. like being 
involved and having a cause that you like care about. Yeah, I love that. Even like Visco girls, which I'm obsessed with Visco mm-hmm. girls now. And like, like the 30, almost 30 year old, almost 30 year old that I am. I like looked up a graphic that showed me what the difference between a Visco girl and an e-girl and a soft girl is. And it's a really helpful graphic if anyone wants oh, it. Oh, good to know. Um, But Visco girls, their whole thing is saving the turtles. And I'm like, that's, oh, yeah. That's a they fun to, cause. I know. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, it's great that like having a cause is part of the youth identity mm-hmm. yep. is that the end of our pod yeah so i guess we'll talk about if anything great happens there um yeah. as always remember to rate review and subscribe yes indeed um it really helps us get more listeners it helps us get better guests make sure you guys check out our previous episode with an interview with liz plank that was amazing yes um so yeah um until the end of democracy i'm elise morales i'm brian smith and this is the betches sub podcast Batches.